All right, Bobby, are you excited about today? Because I am. Yes, very excited. Uh, we're talking about, the, the title of this episode is What to Drink Under Your Tree and in Your Glass. What kind of tree? Uh, well, a Christmas tree Ooh. or a Festivus pole, perhaps, Festivus if that's your thing. Yes. Uh, and what fits the bill for both of those is Jack Daniels Bonded, mm. uh, which was just released earlier this year and uh, just got the big award of being Whiskey Advocate's number one whiskey of the year. Wow. Uh, which is crazy. 97 points from Whiskey Advocate, number one in 2022. And the reason this one works really well under your tree and so the, the way I like to think about it, I go to the store. Uh, this thing is under $50, right? Mm. I can get one for an in-law or an uncle or something, and then I can also squirrel one away for me. Yeah. Tis the season. Tis, tis indeed. <laughs> so you have it uh, while the Yule log is blaring. You can have yourself a little glass, and then you know you still got a little scratch left over to buy another one for, mm. for a relative. Sounds good. Or a loved one, a companion. Yeah. Drinking buddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe even for you. Uh, but yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's what you're getting. Thanks. That's not in our in budget. Advance. <laughs> that's not in our budget, <laughs> no. I hate to say. Uh, but yes, yeah, so please, uh, for your listening pleasure, uh, enjoy this interview we had with Chris Fletcher, who is the uh, master distiller for Jack Daniels. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. As everyone's favorite artist once said, it's five o'clock somewhere, and we are going to figure out just what to drink. You are listening to the What to Drink podcast with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What to Drink podcast. I am your host, Connor Taylor, United's face for podcasting. With me, as always, is producer Bobby Deason. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great because we are so honored and thrilled to have with us uh, Chris Fletcher, who is the master distiller for Jack Daniels. How are you doing, Chris? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm so thrilled you're here. I was, I was thinking about this. I, it feels like when you're like in middle school... And you would give a note uh, to a gal, and you say, "Would you be on my podcast?" And they say, "Yes, no." Uh, Check the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Circle it. And uh, I'd always get a maybe, which meant no. <laughs> but you have agreed. <laughs> we invited you. And I'm you, here. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. This is great. Uh, what what an honor. Uh, we're thrilled to have you today. So welcome. Thank you. I was doing a little research. You and your grandfather, uh, two of the eight master distillers for Jack Daniels. That's twenty five percent. Uh, of all master distillers for in 150 years, right? Do you ever feel the weight of keeping the consistency going? I get nervous making a hot pocket for my wife. I'm like, I'm gonna somehow <laughs> overcook this. Do, how do you feel that that weight? Um, I, you know, I haven't. I've never thought of it that way. Um, you're breaking out some math this morning. So, <laughs> math um, We haven't even had a sample of this whiskey yet. So. <laughs> Putting me on the spot early. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know about weight. I think the thing about our distillery in, in Lynchburg is it's such a it's such a tight knit. You know, it's really families that are they can trace their history back with our distillery. You know, many many families, and so it's not just me. Um, there's certainly pride that goes into that, you know, and as, as master distiller, I'm also the, the, the quality director there. And so I, I would tell you, it's probably the easiest quality control job you could ever have because so many people are doing jobs that their parents and grandparents have done. Right. 
And so if you think about, you know, people taking that pride to work every single day, regardless, you know, our people in the distillery, you know, literally turning grain into whiskey all the way through to the bottling process, you know, and people making our barrels and the whole nine yards that goes into that. Um, I think it's a shared weight is kind of what I'm getting to. Um, right. And so certainly, you know, I get too much credit, you know, in this, in this role and, and it takes, it takes a team. It's, it's, it's certainly a, a community and really a family. I think, you know, that's the thing about Lynchburg. It's a, it's a really small town. You know, there's only a few hundred people in, you know, city limits of Lynchburg. Um, the entire county is the second smallest in the state of Tennessee. Wow. Uh, so yeah. So you can so, start putting the, you yeah, know, more math for you this morning. But um, it takes a village, literally, to it, make for Jack Daniels. It right does. Now. It does. And I think that's the really special and unique thing. Um, and then it helps us deliver. You know, I think it's probably about the most consistent whiskey out there, um, going to over 170 countries. And um, I think that's what makes it special. And, and certainly, it's special for me to be in this role. And I sit in my granddad's old office every day when I'm at the distillery, and and it's something that. Um, you know, will always be, you know, at the forefront of my mind that, that we can say that we make whiskey the same way my grandfather made whiskey. That's fantastic. That's truly fantastic. Speaking of your grandfather, uh, was there a, a piece of advice that he gave you that sticks out that, uh, about, I guess, life or the, or distillery, the, the business? What? Yeah. I, you know, lots of things. He retired when I was eight years old. So, you know, I was, I was, uh, I spent a lot of time with him growing up, you know, especially in the summers when I was out of school and, um, you know, a, a lot of different things kind of come to mind. Um, you know, I, thinking about the time that he was at the distillery, you know, to kind of, kind of go back at that time point, he started working there in the late fifties when old number seven was completely allocated to right. every state in the country. It didn't come off of allocation until almost 1980. Wow. So yeah, a lot, and people don't realize that you know, thirty years, old number seven was allocated. Wow. Like you walk into a bar in Atlanta, in nineteen seventy nine. There's a good chance that bar is out right. of wow. standard Jack, and you know can't get it for another month or a quarter or whatever it, it might be. Um, and so you know, listening to him and some of the other um, people that that worked with him during that time. Um, of kind of, you know, considering it, basically, you don't change anything. Every day we come in, we repeat exactly what we did the day before, and then to do that for 30 years, right. you know, um, it's a it's, it's a quite different um, industry that we're in today uh, just because of what the American industry, uh, whiskey industry has become and, and what consumers are interested in trying new and different things. And we do have this fantastic distillery that, you know, during that time we continually invested into our process. Right. Um, and a lot of that time American whiskey didn't fare so well across the industry, unfortunately. And so it's given us this distillery and this capability to innovate and do things now. Um, and so there's certainly an appreciation of that generation that, that came in every day and did the same thing. And you're not going to remember him, you know, saying, you know, it's just not following a recipe. You don't change anything. Um, so that was their focus. Um, the only other kind of advice, or I don't know if it's really advice, but it's a bit of a story. It's kind of funny. I was in a, um, I was in a very, uh, I guess you call it craft cocktail bar, a few years ago in a city, uh, it was not in in Atlanta, but another big city in the U.S. And um, I was uh, there and on work, and we stopped in because we wanted to try these cocktails. It was very um, elaborate, 
And so, you know, it took like 10 minutes to make one drink and, you know, $30 a cocktail. Right. And it was really, really, really fancy. You know, they bring out, they brought, I never will forget, somebody I was with brought out a, they brought out a cocktail and it was a glass and all these things in it. And I don't even remember half of it. And they had this bag that um, had smoke in it that would have been from <laughs> yeah. burnt lavender. And they put it over the cocktail for like, you know, they timed it with like a stopwatch for like uh, 90 seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> And they took it off, and there's, you know, all this stuff. So I, I had gotten back to Lynchburg after my trip, and I stopped by my grandparents' house to visit them. And, and my granddad said, oh, how was your trip? You know, and so I was like, well, let me tell you about this experience I had. And I told him, you know, the whole thing, all the details and the, the, the bag and everything and what all it took. And he just listened. He didn't say a word until I was done at the very end. And, you know, I was expecting to get some feedback. And I said, well, what would you think about that, Papa? And he said, well, you know, I don't want to have to teach my whiskey how to be good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I said, well, yeah, there's a there's a lot of truth in that. So, needless to say, um, you know, I I never saw anybody mix Jack Daniels with anything right. gr- growing up. It was just a couple Straight, of ice cubes, and that was it. So, so you're not uh, jumping on the whiskey foam. You're not jumping on that train yet. I've never heard of whiskey foam. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, teaching me, me now. Maybe that's a Parks and Rec thing. I think. Have you guys ever, you ever, ever watched that show? Yeah, they go I've to never the, seen it. <laughs> they go to a bar, like a, kind of like you're describing, and yeah. they're presenting whiskeys and whatever and vodka, like in a flash of light, just like right. kind of newfangled. Yeah, it's pretty wild out there. I, you know, I think it is interesting and fun though. Um, what what's going on in, with with cocktails in the American whiskey world, which you know kind of gets us to these new bottle and bond products. Um, that was absolutely a focus for us was to give a product for people that were going to do those wild and out there things. Cause it is interesting. It is interesting. And you never know when, uh, when you're going to come across a, a cocktail that's really well done and changes your mind about something. Well, this might lead into my uh, next question. If you were on a deserted Island and you can only bring one whiskey of yours and you would, you could make it in a cocktail or it's your choice, I guess, what would you bring and what would that cocktail be? And you're on the deserted Island for the rest of your life. So one, one more thing to drink. Yeah, that, that's a pretty easy one for me. Our, our single barrel select with, with just some ice. That's all I would need. So. No no burnt lavender. No burnt lavender. <laughs> no and burnt. I may have gotten that wrong. It may, maybe it was like, uh, I don't know, juniper, lavender Cardamom or something. something yeah, like maybe. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. Know. So I was I was kind of winging it. It's been a few years since. <laughs> I've not been back to that well, spot. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I think we need to talk about, because we're all very excited about uh, the Jack Daniels bonded Tennessee whiskey, and uh, can we all can we taste a little bit of this? Let's get it going here. If we were in a crowded, loud bar, right, and they've got both old number seven, and they've got uh, Jack bonded Tennessee whiskey on the list, what are and, and I asked you what are some of the differences? What would you kind of just immediately say? Yeah, you know these are somewhat similar. Um, the, the the kind of the thought around the bonded Tennessee whiskey was bold. So it's really just a bolder expression of number seven. It shares the same grain bill, um, the same process. We are batching these barrels specifically, though, for the flavor profile. It's not just simply a 100-proof jack. We are targeting um, whiskeys that are coming out of the barrel darker in color, which gives you an indication, obviously, since the color is only from the barrel, that this is more oak influence. So you will get more barrel influence on the back end, especially we're really kind of mid-palate on the edges and then the finish as well. You're gonna It's going to be drier, more oak-forward, um, in in that regard, um, so you know, old number seven. You know, I, I think the thing about that is such an approachable and easy mixing whiskey. I mean, it's great for a highball. You know, it's really easy to sip just straight up and on the rocks. I think that's kind of the secret of old number seven. Um, it it is you know a a you know 
really kind of soft, easy sipping whiskey. That's the beauty of it. Um, This is certainly something, you know, I said earlier, really designed for cocktail application and classic cocktails. And, um, you know, this is going to stand up to whatever type of smoked uh, drink or variation somebody wants to do um, at 100 proof and, and, you know, kind of targeting these specific barrels to get this, this profile of flavor in there. So we want it to stand up, you know, at the beginning of the cocktail all the way through to the finish of the cocktail. Um, you know, as to where old number seven, certainly lighter, softer, you know, really easy to mix with soda or whatever. Um, but this one is, is certainly going to be more pronounced with barrel focused flavor. So 20 more proof, right? hundred proof bottled mm-hmm. and bond. How, how do we extract more from the barrels or how are the barrels different? Well, you're going to get that, um, across the board, right? Depending on where those barrels are, are being aged. Generally upper half of right. barrel houses are going to get hotter because we, we're not cycling or controlling the heat. You know, we're letting it, you know, kind of stratify through the layers of the barrel houses. We have 92 houses, um, so there's going to be natural variation. You know, a product like Old Number 7, we we are mixing barrels from multiple locations, lower floors, upper floors, everything. Um, so, you know, we basically want it to taste like every barrel came from the very middle section of a barrel house right, for Number right. 7. You know, this is going to be more focused, a little bit more skewed towards that single barrel lane mm-hmm. of flavor. Um, so upper floors, not not just top floors, but, you know, typically upper half. And now that's not to say, with, I mean, with 92 barrel houses, there's going to be variation house to house. So you, you could get some darker whiskey on a lower floor somewhere that would right. work. Um, but we are targeting those the, the, the richness of the whiskey coming out, basically. Um, so you're not just getting that composite for just, you know, full-on balance and consistency. We want to skew that flavor more towards the oak, more towards the barrel itself. Um, so where you get more soft oak with number seven, this is going to be that seared oak, almost smoky a little bit on the back end. Right. Um, you're going to get much drier spices from the oak itself. Um, you know, not really rye spice, but more barrel spice. And so those kind of dry baking spices, cinnamon characteristic and things on the back end and in the finish. Great. And so that kind of is more prominent in cocktails, basically, because it's just... Right. Yeah, absolutely. Just to give a different style, you know, if you look at our portfolio and the lineup, we felt like there was a bit of a gap. Um, you know, you, you're pretty light and soft with old number seven and, and Gentleman Jack, right? Certainly very smooth, you know, and then you, you jump all the way to single barrel, right. um, you know, 94 proof top floor only whiskey. But with single barrel, you get that natural variation from barrel to barrel, which is why I love it. But if you're applying that to a cocktail, it may not be what you want because it's going to vary a little bit in flavor. Um, And it almost doubles the price point, you know, because of the labor involved with doing, you know, one barrel at a time. There's a lot of hand application of that labeling process and things. And so we felt like this was really a sweet spot for us. I mean, flavor wise, but also package price, everything is, is geared towards that application and that focus. Um, And, you know, I think it's great when you get this whiskey in people's hands and let them play with it behind the bar um, because they quickly realize the potential of it. Um, And so it's um, it's really exciting to, to have these rolling out. Yeah, and it's, and the price point is incredible for these whiskeys, I think. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much value. There's so much great goodness in this glass, which I think we should uh, – let's have a little sip while I ask you um, my next question, which is if you had to text me about this whiskey – but your keypad was messed up, so you can only text in emojis. How would you, what, what would you text me in uh, emojis only? I'm a terrible texter, too. <laughs> With my fat thumbs, I'd probably text the wrong thing anyway. Um, 
I, you know, I think with this, you know, again, the focus of that was was bold. That was kind of the the buzzword that we were chasing. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I mean, like the the explosion, you know, emoji, you know, would probably be the first <laughs> yes. thing that pops into mind, or the fist bump, or something, maybe something like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the explosion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I kind of took a crack at it myself. So maybe I, I think there's like a little banana, perhaps, and yeah. some uh, coconut, and you know some other kind of you know whiskey flavors. There's too, a banana vanilla. emoji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you teach me all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple more for you here. What song would you pair with with bonded? You know, I think I would. For some reason, what pops in my brain is ACTC back in black. Like, yes, I've, I've described this as, um, or these these two products, that the bonded as a fastball right down the middle of plate. Right, this is you know this is there's no tricks. This is full on classic Jack Daniels, big Tennessee whiskey flavor, um, but just kind of turned up, you know, and um, and and that that was the goal, that was the focus, and I think in this package at this price point. Um, I think it's going to be really successful. I think people have, have really um, kind of been turned on by it and excited to get their ha- excited to get their hands on it. So yeah, I think that kind of back in black. Obviously, black is a is the color of the label. Maybe that has something to do with it. But um, that's the, that's the first thing that pops in my brain for some reason. And yeah, and and talking about that, I mean, you know, it's not often you guys have a, a major new product like this, right? I mean, you know, we talk about consistency. We talk about you know anywhere in the world you go. If there's going to be one American product, it's Jack Daniels behind the bar, and you know, I know exactly what I'm getting here. It's you yeah. know, how often are we coming up with two new offerings in a in a year? It's just I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah, it's it's certainly and to be permanent yeah. offerings, right? They're not exactly. going away. These are not in and outs. These are not right. limited. They're, they they should be continually flowing uh, out of Lynchburg. No pun intended, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, it is exciting, and and this the bottle and bond um, you know, expression from us, I think again, we we really feel like it is hitting a sweet spot, and there's massive opportunity there, and uh, we're, we're going to continue to build this out, um, and so to be able to start with two, um, you know, we're gonna we see this as a family of whiskeys from Jack Daniels right. under the bottle and bond regulation, and 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 really, you know, the hundred proof was where we focused with bonded, right, because of that bold flavor and what we were trying to do, and in a cocktail focus, but. Um, we also, you know, the bottle and bond regulation is honestly pretty easy for us, right? Because all of our we make all our whiskey in house. You know, if you right. one season or what? What are what are the other rules? Hundred proof, one season. Hundred proof. It can only be made in a dist- one distilling season, which is six month window of the year. Right. You know, January through June is spring, and then July through the end of the year is fall. Um, and then minimum four years old, also very easy for us. All of our whiskeys are at least four years old. Right. Um, and so, you know, all those things, age in a bonded barrel house, well, they're, they're all bonded because the tax hasn't been paid on the barrels yet. Um, and so that, that's another kind of easy hurdle, but it, it, it forces you to disclose. So on the side of the, the label there, you see it's, you know, made at Jack Daniel Distillery, um, which seems kind of silly right to some people but you know if you walk into a big liquor store somewhere and walk down the bourbon aisle you see two or three hundred different labels right i don't mean like jack daniels bonded and jack daniels single barrel right i mean completely different labels um and you know there's only about eight distilleries making those whiskeys right so you know simply put there's a lot of brands but there's not a lot of whiskeys there's 
tons of overlap. I mean, you can do the math right there. It's pretty right. pretty obvious, all right? And so with the bottle and bond, the, the first regulation, that you have to disclose exactly where that whiskey's made. Um, and so I think, you know, there's a, there's a massive lack of transparency in American whiskey right now. Um, and I think that that transparency has always been a hallmark of Jack Daniels. Like you said, you can go anywhere in the world. You can be in the most obscure part of the planet, right. walk into a bar and you see that bottle of old number seven, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it'll taste the same as a bottle right here in Atlanta. So I visited my brother in the Philippines and we were going bar hopping and I go, Oh, thank God. <laughs> they had Jack. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were drinking some pretty suspect uh, things. That's a pretty good market for us. I've been to Manila. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 They love their Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about the bottle? The shape and bottle; these uh, we we love them. We were remarking on it b- before you walked in. I just, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean that's not, I can't take any credit for the bottle itself, but it's another great point. So this was designed based on the old bottle that Jack was using when the Bottle and Bond Act was passed in 1897. So it's it's really fun, and I think it, it kind of rounds everything together when the package and everything it represents our history. Um, and again, that authenticity and transparency of what we do in Lynchburg, because, um, this, this bottle, it was kind of, kind of famously in Lynchburg. It was the first ever glass bottle that Jack used. Um, Jack was, um, famously resistant to bottles. He didn't feel it was necessary. He sent everybody a barrel. If you're a (laughs) bar owner, you got a whole barrel, right? So, um, there you go. Single barrel whiskey right there back in the 1800s. Um, and it was his nephew, Lim Motlow, that surprised him one day with a visit from a glass salesman. And at the time, you know, rounded bottles and everything, kind of fancy looking, you know, curves and whatnot on, on the glass. And they were flipping through, obviously, a paper catalog at the time. And it, it supposedly, legend has it that the very last bottle on the very last page was the one and only square bottle. And Jack, sort of in spite, said, okay, if we're going to pick a bottle, we'll use that one. And so um, that was how the square bottle came about. Um, Now, the embossing, the glass lettering and everything on it, um, that is a throwback to that old 1895 package. And and it's the first known glass bottle that Jack Daniel ever used. And it would have been the bottle that was still in use in 1897, two years later when the Bottle and Bond Act was passed. So um, there's a lot of classic Jack Daniels cues on that, the S-curve in the neck, the big skirt. Um, and then, of course, the square bottle shape as well. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Bobby? I mean, it's easy to carry. It's easy to load up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, before we go, are there any special projects you can uh, tell us about? Anything you got cooking? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know these these expressions and innovations. You know, they're they're a continuation of what we've been doing the last few years. You know, most of what we've done have been in and outs, um, and we will continue to do that. So we'll have another special release. Um, coming in the fall that will be in that single barrel bottle shape um, that will be our first um, step into the american single malt space um, so that's exciting brand new grain bill um, there is a portion of that single malt that's in this triple mash done a, a bit differently um, that, that will continue um, we, we are also going to continue with our age dated series um, the, the the next offering from that will probably be end of the year or early 2023 there will be batch two of our 10 year old tennessee whiskey and then um, batch one of our 12 year old will also be coming as well so um, jack himself you know did age dated 10 year old and 12 year old whiskeys and so again we're, we're following that 
that path that Jack set over 100 years ago. That's incredible. Chris, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This has been a, a fantastic experience talking about uh, Jack Bonded Tennessee Whiskey. Thanks so much. Thank a lot you. of information. Thank you. All right. Thanks. It's the end of the podcast, so it's time for the key three. Jack Daniel's Bonded is very similar to old number seven, but really just bolder and more pronounced. It's the same grain bill, same process, but we're looking for barrels with darker liquid and more pronounced flavors. Sometimes we pick from the top of the warehouse where things are warmer and more concentrated. While old number seven is a little bit more sippable and smoother, Bonded will be really interesting in cocktails. Number two, bottled in bond. That means it has to be 100 proof. It's got to be from one season, four years old, which is no problem for any whiskey at Jack Daniels, and a bonded barrel house. And number three, the bottle design. It's based on the original bottle uh, that was ever used in Jack Daniels in 1895. It's the same bottle uh, they used when the Bottled and Bond Act was passed in 1897. Pretty cool.